Good afternoon, everyone. On the update this Wednesday, it was just business as usual for uh, Joey Chestnut, even with the rain delay and all. He shook it off and gobbled his way to another win. Nathan's famous 4th of July, the hot dog eating contest. We'll have the latest details. On Long Island, two swimmers are recovering from a scare after they were apparently uh, attacked by sharks in separate encounters off the shores. At least so far, the New York Mets are undefeated in the month of July. Starling Marte had a three-run homer. Max Scherzer struck out nine to remain undefeated in ten straight starts, and the Mets beat the Diamondbacks out west. And what does it really mean to be a patriot? Millions of Americans spent the Independence Day at parades with fireworks, at barbecues, and other events, celebrating the courage and the sacrifices of the nations as 18th century patriots who fought for the independence of this country from England, and what they considered an unjust government. This is the update. Wednesday, July the 5th. 2023. Celebrating six years of telling New York's stories. From the Tommy Lynn stage at the Urban Dove Charter School in Brooklyn, New York, this is the update of Brandon Julian. A three-time winner of the Kingsborough Community College Gold Student Service Award. It's everything that you need to know, because anything can happen in New York. Greetings and salutations to you all, folks. Every last one of you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the update on a Wednesday. Happy hump day to all of you out there. First hump day of the new month of July, and it is definitely, it's a hot one out there. Hopefully you uh, safely celebrated the Independence Day festivities. Uh, It was definitely eventful out there. You had the, you know, the scattered and severe storms out there. A couple people hit by lightning, for goodness sake. But, you know, it all cleared out just in time for the fireworks on NBC. It was definitely something seeing it live. And now we're being rewarded by all this with uh, the air quality still a little bit unsettled, trying to clear out. Oh, yeah, I also forgot to mention the real feel outside at certain points. It feels like it's over 100 degrees. My wife always tells me, you shouldn't complain because it's just summer. No, this is not summer. Summer has... Hot times and cool times. Summer, as I've repeatedly said on the show, is when you barbecue on a grill, not the sidewalk. Now, what are you going to do? I'm just uh, an old, I'm just an old man, apparently, just, uh, just staring at a cloud. <laughs> uh, I'm Brandon Julian, of course, folks. We appreciate you so much for being here, wherever you may be and however you may be listening to us. Hopefully, of course, you stay hydrated, you stay in the air conditioning, all that uh, stuff that we usually say when it's hot and humid. The three H's, as the weather people say. (laughs) Lots of news, of course, to catch you up on. 
fun as everyone comes back from the July 4th festivities. We're going to begin this Wednesday with, of course, what seems like uh, the main event, if you don't count the, um, the fireworks by Macy's. And that is, of course, the Hot Dog Eating Contest, which survived a rain delay and everything, even the couple strikes of lightning. It couldn't stop Joey Jaws Chestnut from doing what he does best. <clears throat> he shook off said rain delay and gobbled his way to another win at Nathan's. Chestnut down 62 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes for a double-digit victory over his nearest competitor, who ate 49. It was Chestnut's 16th win at this event. In the women's division, the defending champion, Mickey Sudo, forced down 39 and a half hot dogs and buns to claim her ninth title. The women's contest, of course, it went off without a hitch. But the stormy weather moved over Coney Island and delayed the men's competition for about two hours. Nor even some things going around that they had canceled the men's competition outright. The annual contest, of course, it draws competitors from a handful of countries all over the world. Joey Chestnut, by the way, in case you didn't know, has 50 different eating records. Uh, my personal favorite is uh, the most Pizza Hut put zones that's been eaten. <laughs> it's a thing, look it up. On to some of the other news of this Wednesday. And in the last couple of years, Viola Fort Fletcher has been on a tireless campaign for accountability over the massacre that destroyed Tulsa, Oklahoma's original Black Wall Street when she was a child in 1921. Now, at the tender age of 109, Fletcher is releasing a memoir about the life she lived in the shadow of the massacre after a white mob laid waste to the once thriving black enclave known as Greenwood. Don't Let Them Bury My Story is published on Tuesday, and it becomes widely available for purchase on August 15th. It's a call to action for readers to pursue truth, justice, and reconciliation, no matter how long it actually takes. Meanwhile, uh, Churchill Downs, they're extending the trainer Bob Baffert's suspension through next year. Citing some continued concerns regarding the threat to the safety and the integrity of racing that he poses. Baffert was initially suspended for two years after 2021 Kentucky Derby winner Medina Spirit failed a post-race drug test. In a statement, Churchill Downs Incorporated said that Baffert continues to peddle false narratives about Medina Spirit's failed drug test. The company went on to say that it will reevaluate Baffert's status after next year. Baffert himself says that he's at a loss to actually explain the decision. In other news, uh, Lindro De Niro Rodriguez, one of the grandsons of Robert De Niro and Diane Abbott, is now tragically passed away at the age of 19. His mother, Drina De Niro, announced the news, uh, yes, Monday in an Instagram post. Uh, Drina De Niro shared Leandro with artist Carlos Mayer, 
who posted black squares sans caption in his, on his Instagram accounts. Further details were not immediately available. The 51-year-old Adrena De Niro is the oldest of Robert De Niro's is now seven children. She's an actor, and her son acted alongside her in three projects, including the 2018 hit A Star is Born. Robert De Niro said in a statement that he was, quote, deep distressed by the passing of my beloved grandson, to be deeply missed. And finally, let's go out to the shores of Long Island. Because while everybody is celebrating the 4th, there's one thing that nobody wants to happen. And if I may copy James A. Janice of Dead Meat for uh, this little bit, nobody wants to see a shark attack. Two swimmers now, they're recovering from a scare after they were apparently attacked by sharks in separate encounters off the Long Island shores. The day before, two two teenagers reported being bitten. At least one beach delayed opening to the holiday revelers yesterday after drones spotted some 50 sand sharks off the coast of a popular beach park. After a spate of attacks last year, of course, state park officials have increased the patrols and deployed more drones to scout the waters for the possible danger. Despite the attacks, many holiday revelers were undeterred and they remained on the beach. Time for us to step aside momentarily. When we return on the update this Wednesday, we have a few important messages to tell you from the MTA. Gonna talk some sports and how at least so far the New York Mets remain undefeated in the month of June, July. <laughs> Almost got the month wrong. They remain undefeated so far in the month of July. Could they actually make a dent in the race in the National League wild card? They're only six and a half games back. And the deadline, of course, is August 1st, the trade deadline, at least. Can they turn it around? I don't get scared by a lot of things on this show, but uh, those storms rolled in uh, scared the ever-living Willie out of me. (laughs) Where were you when the big lightning boom hits? No, I'm not talking about Adam Cole's theme either, if you're a wrestling person. (laughs) And then we're going to talk together, of course, the latest national news. In Boston, across this country, actually, revelers, uh, they brave the heat and the heavy downpours to take part in the 4th of July activities. Celebrating the nation's founding with parades, fireworks, and the hot dog eating contest at a time, of course, of lingering political divisions. We're going to talk about this, folks, and a lot more, too, of course, when the update with Brandon Julian returns in just a moment. From New York, the herbal supplement that's not approved by the FDA. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. It was a normal day. He was in some minor accident, a fender bender. And I had this impulse to call him. But I didn't, because I thought I could call him later that week. He abandoned the car, he came home, and he shot himself without ever talking to anyone. 
When I came home that night and I found her, they told me that she had shot herself and I couldn't believe it. I asked if he was okay. Taking a gun into your house uh, for protection is um, a terrible myth. Once you pull that trigger, that's it. There is no coming back. 65 Americans a day die by gun suicide. Store your gun securely, locked, unloaded, and away from ammunition. Help stop suicide. Learn more at infamilyfire.org. Brought to you by Brady and the Ad Council. Brandon Julian. Of all the newscasters in New York, I just happen to be one of them. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. Beginning June 26th at 6.15 a.m. through the remainder of 2023, seven express trains will run only between 74th Street, Broadway, and Flushing Main Street in both directions because of station enhancement work and escalator replacement. During rush hours, seven express trains will make all local stops between 74th Street, Broadway, and 34th Street, Hudson Yards. Between May 15th and July 3rd, B, D, F, and M train customers should expect their uptown commutes to take an additional two minutes. There'll be one fewer F train during the morning rush, with two fewer F trains and one fewer M train during the afternoon rush. In addition, F Express trains in Brooklyn will not be running. Weeknight reroutes will occur between April 24th and July 14th during the overnight hours. Between 9.30 p.m. and 5 a.m. on those nights, A and C trains will run express between 145th Street and Canal Street in both directions. D trains will run local between 205th Street and Coney Island, running via the A and F lines between 59th Street, Columbus Circle, and Coney Island, Stillwell Avenue. F trains will run local between 21st Street, Queensbridge, and Coney Island, running via the N and R lines in Manhattan and via the D line in Brooklyn. Free shuttle buses will run between West 4th Street and Grand Street on the D-Line and between West 4th Street and East Broadway on the F-Line. Beginning May 12th at 11.45 p.m. and continuing weekdays through the fall of 2023, the seven-train Manhattan-bound platforms at 111th Street and 82nd Street, Jackson Heights are closed for station upgrades. For service to these stations, or from these stations, take a Flushing-bound 7 train and transfer, or use the nearby Q32 or Q48 buses. 
beginning at 10 p.m. on Sunday, February 26th until August. Jamaica Center-bound J and Z trains will bypass 75th Street, Elders Lane, and Woodhaven Boulevard for station rehabilitation work. During rush hours beginning February 27th, skid stop service is not running. Trains will make local stops between Jamaica Center, Parsons Archer, and Crescent Street. For alternate service, use the Q56 bus making stops along Jamaica Avenue. Beginning Monday, February 27th, the passageway connecting the 1, 2, and 3 trains and the F, L, and M trains is closed because of accessibility improvements. If you normally transfer between the 1, 2, 3, F, L, and M trains at 14th Street, 6th Avenue, you still will be able to for free via an out-of-system walking transfer between 6th and 7th Avenue. The New York City Police Department would like to remind you to keep your belongings in sight and to stay aware of your surroundings. If you see something suspicious in the station or on the train, tell a police officer or an MTA employee. MTA crews are here to help us get around. Let's treat them with respect. Assaulting a New York City Transit employee is a felony, punishable by up to seven years in prison. The fare on local, limited, and select bus service is $2.75. Transfers must be requested upon payment of the cash fare. For the S-79 select bus service, pay on board the bus. For all other select bus service routes, pay at the kiosk outside and hold your ticket for the duration of your trip for possible inspection. The fare on express buses is $6.75. Coins are no longer accepted as a payment on express buses. Now, with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. So as I've mentioned time and time again, June was a very rough time to be a Met fan and listening to this program. I fought after the Mets, uh, you know, at a 7-19 month, month of June. I fought statistically in the NL East race, they're just about done. I mean, 18-something games back with about half the season to go. It's an impossible, nearly impossible effort, but it can't, that's not to say it can't be done. It's just statistically unlikely. But then again, nobody thought the 69 Mets were ever going to make it to the World Series, but they won the whole damn thing. The Miracle Mets, as we so much call them. Well, as we all know, the Padres and the Mets with their payroll are two of baseball's biggest disappointments so far this year. The fact that both teams are currently 38 and 46, it feels like an appropriate symmetry. But at least the Padres' outlook appears a little bit rosier than the Mets. The Padres have a run differential of plus 23. They have been done in, though, by a 5-15 record in one-run games, and they're 0-7 in extra inning effects. 
Padres are going to host the Mets coming later this week in their final series before the All-Star break. And I think it's safe to say that both teams are ready to put the first half, at least for now, behind them. I will say, though, so far, since the calendar has flipped to July, the New York Mets are undefeated. Yes, I said that right. They are undefeated in the month of June. They are 3-0 as the Mets start the West Coast swing out in Phoenix against those Diamondbacks. Starling Marte had a three-run homer. Max Scherzer struck out nine to remain undefeated in ten straight starts. And the Mets were able to beat the Diamondbacks 8-5. Scherzer gave up three home runs and walked in a run in six innings. But the Mets used the long ball to help the right-hander win his sixth straight game. Alvarez hit a 467-foot shot off Miguel Castro in the seventh to break the single-season team record by a rookie catcher that was set by Travis Darno in 2014 with 13. Alvarez now is 14, and there's still a second half of the season to go. Brandon Nimmo hit a solo homer also to help the Mets win their third in a row. Corbin Carroll, Christian Walker, and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. all hit solo shots for the D-backs. And trying to see where they are right now, the Mets made a deal, made a trade to get some more pitching help with the Seattle Mariners. They acquired right-handed reliever Trevor Gott uh, from the Mariners in exchange for lefty Zach Muckenhiron. Uh, the Mets also took righty Chris Flexen in the deal and immediately designated him for assignment. Flexen, who was earning $8 bucks this season, was designated for assignment by Seattle just last week. The Mets' bullpen ranks 21st in the majors with a 4.26 ERA, one of the many culprits of post for a woeful season. The Mets, as I just said, are 38-46 and 46, despite a projected record payroll of $360 million. The 30-year-old God will be joining his sixth team in eight seasons. He was 0-3 with a 4.03 ERA for the Mariners so far this year. Up in the Bronx, the Yankees and the, dare I say, very competitive, the second-place Baltimore Orioles at the stadium. Uh, Glaber Torres hit a two-run homer and scored the go-ahead run from first on Giancarlo Stanton's fifth-inning single, leading the Yanks over the Orioles 8-4. Glaber Torres, he's exciting, but he also can be infuriating at the same time. Aaron Hicks homered in his second game back in the Bronx after the Yanks released him on May 26th, and Adam Frazier followed with a tying two-run homer and a three-run fifth against, against Clark Schmidt. With the score 3-3, three three, Torres was running on a full count pitch to Stanton, who singled. Cedric Mullins, the center fielder for the O's, tossed the ball in the second as Torres ran through the third base coach, Luis Rojas's stop sign. Like I said, thrilling, but also infuriating. In the latest Aaron Judge news, more than a month into his recovery from a torn ligament in his right toe, Judge has started hitting off a tee, but said that he's still unable to run. Judge said that being able to put 
weight on his back foot is the biggest factor in how fast he can return from an injury that is very unusual for a baseball player. Uh, Monday marked the one-month mark since Judge got hurt when he crashed into the right field wall at Dodger Stadium making a catch. He had hoped to start baseball activities shortly after receiving a second plasma injection, uh, excuse me, platelet-rich plasma injection back on June 20th. But only recently had started playing catch and taking some very light swings. So his determination is still TBD. Now, folks, when we return on the update this Wednesday, where were you when the big lightning struck? Because uh, I know where I was. Scared the willy off of me. <laughs> we'll tell you what happened in, well, at least for me, during all the storms that went through. And then we're going to talk together, of course, the latest national news. In Philadelphia, there's just been more violence there. Another mass shooting in America. 40-year-old killed one man in a house before fatally shooting four others on the streets of a Philly neighborhood. Then surrendering along with a rifle, a pistol, extra magazines, a police scanner, and a bulletproof vest. Going to talk about this, folks, and a lot more, too, of course, when the update brain of Julian returns after, of course, these messages. Brandon Julian. You know, folks, during the lighter segments of this show, when I make jokes, I sometimes lie up here. I'm not proud of it. (laughs) But even when I worked, if I told my teenage staff not to lie, I'm kind of lying to them. If you ever work with kids, they know what they say, like, you should never lie to a child. And those people have never worked or had kids. Because when you're working with kids or you've had kids, you lie to them all the time. You're like, you wouldn't like this ice cream. It's very spicy. I'd share with you, but Santa said I can't. Now, why don't you go to sleep so I can wrestle your mom? This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. What about the tiny dog? Cat. Ow. Dolphin. What does the turkey say? Whale. Whale sound. To the giraffe. Giraffe, really? Okay. Giraffe. 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 You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov. Slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Brandon Julian. Beijing Common Sense. Beijing Common Sense. 
Anybody know if there's any common sense left in the room? This is the update with Brandon Julian. Indeed, it is, folks. Welcome back to the update, Brandon Julian, on Wednesday, everyone. The first hump day in the month of July for us around here. Thank you so much, of course, folks, for still being here with us. And hopefully, you know, you're staying hydrated, you're drinking that water, you're staying in the air conditioning, you're not overexerting yourself. As a matter of fact, let me get a swig of water in myself here. Mmm. That's tepid. <laughs> but it's cold, too. You definitely need a cold... Uh, beverage or just a cold water on a day like this because after the storms yesterday the real field today in some places it's about a hundred degrees I said before that before I think God is just cooking certain people when it gets to that temperature it's like ooh, that one's smoking I love smoked meat <laughs> Uh, people say the real feel, some places where it's really hot, people say the real feel is nothing. That's nothing. I'm like, no, that's, uh, that's something. That's actually the same temperature you boil water at. Oh, it's not that bad. Not if you're making ramen. But yeah, like I said, the storms rolled through yesterday, and some of those were violent storms at that. Like, um, I remember I was, uh, yesterday... Um, since all the ferries were running on, were, term, were running, running, were stopping early because of the Macy's fireworks this place, I went across early uh, to go see my wife. We, she was cooking burgers, and I was watching her cook. Because, uh, like, well, let's face it, I'm always getting pecked on about learning how to cook, so I figured I might as well go take some pointers from the person that actually does know. How to cook. You know what I mean? Just because, you know, if you eat a lot, some people will actually think, you know, that you actually enjoy cooking. You know, it's like, you must know your way around the kitchen. I mean, I know where all the food is. Uh, you must really like to cook. Look, I like to sleep, too. It doesn't mean I'm going to go build a bed. Like, I like to eat. You know, like, when I order out for delivery, I'm kind of upset that they don't already know what I want already. It's like, what, do I have to do everything around here? <laughs> but, yeah. Um, she was cooking burgers. And I'm watching, I'm like, I'm watching her cook. And uh, her apartment is really high up, so you can see the lightning strikes. And uh, <laughs> I'm still laughing about it, even though this happened yesterday. <laughs> so the first one, and uh, I didn't, you know, it wasn't that loud. And then the second lightning strike hit. And it was just like boom. It was like a like a sonic boom. I'm telling you, it scared the living Jesus out of me. <laughs> I literally almost slipped. 
trying to duck, trying to duck a dick <laughs> I don't know why I found it so funny. <laughs> but yeah, I literally still trying to dive and take cover. I mean, it, I mean, it almost sounded like a, a line directly out of uh, last week tonight with John Oliver. <laughs> Like, imagine that were to happen during... Imagine that were to happen during, like, a nuclear explosion. You know, the death blast is coming, but we will all survive when we just get under this picnic blanket. But yeah, I'm telling you, it scared the ever-living Willie out of me. I don't think I've ever heard my heart beat that fast before. <laughs> it's in defense of my own life. And while I'm laughing about it now, I think I'm only laughing because that's my natural way of dealing with scariness. Just laugh it off. <laughs> but yeah, needless to say, uh, I had to pick my spot and I laughed after that. <laughs> but not after taking the burger. That was the only reason why I came all the way out there for. Spend time with her and eat, eat delicious food. Her food is always, always delicious. I tell you, if there's one piece of advice that I can give to people that are dating, if you're trying to find somebody out there, get you somebody who knows how to cook. And take notes. <laughs> Just take some extensive notes. Or if they want to help you learn how to cook, you take it. I'm telling you, it will pay off in the long run. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I think I might call my wife after the show is over. You're like, honey, I think I need your help learning how to cook stuff for lunch. Because there would be some days like today where it's hot and it's humid and you don't want to go outside for lunch. But, uh, you know, you just kind of deal with it anyway. <laughs> you know, hopefully tomorrow will uh, not be as uh, stormy. What I can tell you, though, as I always do around here, because that's my custom, of course. <laughs> uh, national news. It is next for us around here, of course, when the update with Brandon Julian continues. From New York, much less than the sum of its parts. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go! Almost on time this morning! Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double-arm kid carry. Looks like Dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. But the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about nine or ten, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
from New York, based on a true story. This is the update with Brandon Julian, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back uh, to the update with Brandon Julian on uh, Wednesday, everyone. Yeah, it is. It's Wednesday. <laughs> the first hump day in the month of uh, June. Not June. First hump day in the month of July for us around here. Uh, thank you so much, of course, folks, for still being here with us. I've even failed to acknowledge this. But today is a pretty important day. This is the one-year anniversary, give or take, of us being in this studio. I remember the first introduction from a while ago, from the first show we did here at UDT. I said, and I think I remember what I said exactly, uh, thanks to everybody for that speeded-up montage we have. We have here uh, a brand new set. Uh, a brand new set. This is our first set, and it was our first set actually in about three and a half years or so. We had done over 400 plus episodes with the last set that we had. And I think if we have as much success with this one as we have with that one, I think all of us around here are going to be very happy indeed. And I bet that it is. Uh, anyway, let us talk together. I thought it was just important. I thought it was important to include that popular moment. Anyway, let us talk together right now, of course, the latest national news. And we're going to begin in Boston, where revelers across the nation, they braved, they braved the heat and the heavy downpours to take part in the 4th of July activity yesterday, celebrating the nation's founding with parades, fireworks, and hot dog eating contests at a time of lingering political divisions. Uh, in Boston, revelers, they dodged the raindrops to nab a coveted space on the grassy oval directly in front of the hat shell along the Charles River, ahead of the traditional Boston Pops July 4th concert and the fireworks display. In another long-standing July 4th celebration, fans crowded to watch Nason's famous hot dog eating contest down, of course, in Coney Island. In other news, we're going to go to the city of brotherly love in Philadelphia. A 40-year-old man, excuse me, a 40-year-old, killed one man in a house before fatally shooting four others on the streets of that neighborhood, then surrendering along with a rifle, a pistol, extra magazines, a police scanner, and a bulletproof vest, according to the police. A two-year-old boy and a 13-year-old were also wounded in the, the violence on Monday night. It made the working-class area of Kingston in the site of the nation, excuse me, the site of the nation's worst violence around the July 4th holiday. The shooter fired at police in a pursuit for several blocks, and when they caught up, the suspect surrendered in an alley, according to Police Commissioner Daniel Outlaw at a news conference. The shooter had no connection to the victims before the shooting. Let's talk about the weather, which we only address on this show, as everybody knows when the weather is bad, and it definitely is because it's been relatively hot, so to speak. Actually, the entire planet of Earth sweltered to the unofficial hottest day in human record-keeping on the 3rd 
According to the University of Maine scientists at the Climate Rinalyzer Project, high temperature records were surpassed on the 3rd and the 4th in Quebec and northwestern Canada and Peru. Cities across the U.S., from Medford, Oregon to Tampa, Florida, have been hovering at all-time highs, according to Zach Taylor, a meteorologist with the National Weather Service. Beijing reported nine straight days last week when the temperature exceeded 95 degrees. As greenhouse gases, of course, accumulate in the blanket of air that surrounds the Earth, they radiate heat back to the ground and the water. And El Nino warming in part of the Pacific Ocean is also making for some record-breaking heat conditions. And a judge yesterday prohibited several federal agencies and officials of the Biden administration from working with social media companies about protected speech. A decision called a, quote, blow to censorship by one of the Republican officials whose lawsuit prompted the ruling. U.S. District Judge Terry Doherty of Louisiana granted the injunction in response to a lawsuit from last year, alleging that the government overstepped in its efforts to convince social media companies to address postings that could result in vaccine hesitancy during the pandemic or affect elections. A White House official says the administration, quote, has promoted responsible actions to promote public health, protect public health, safety, and security. There is more national news for us to discuss, and we will address those, of course, when the update Brandon Julian returns in just 60 seconds. <coughs> Hello? Man, where are you? This wedding is lit. I thought you were coming. Oh, I can't. I'm in bed with the flu. <coughs> the flu? You didn't get a flu shot? Oh, <clears throat> I wish I did. I can't believe I'm missing out on Greg's wedding. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Grandma's about to crowd, sir. Grandma's about to what? <coughs> what? Man, I'll call you back. <coughs> oh, man. <coughs> Sounds like another case of flu FOMO. Don't get stuck at home with the flu. A flu shot is safe, effective, and you can get it at the same time as your COVID-19 vaccine. A flu shot is the best way to prevent the flu and its potentially serious complications. It keeps you protected and also protects your loved ones. Protecting our community can't wait. So why get stuck inside with the flu? Don't get flu FOMO. Learn more at GetMyFluShot.org. Brought to you by the AMA, CDC, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the update with Brandon Julian on a Thursday, everyone. Not a Thursday, a Wednesday. <laughs> Another first hump day in the month of July for us here. Fresh off the July 4th festivities. Thank you so much, of course, folks, for still being here with us. We're talking together right now, of course, the latest national news. And the TV actor Allison Mack has now been released from a California prison near San Francisco. Matt pleaded guilty in 2019 for her role in a sex trafficking case tied to the cult-like group Nixvium. Mac, of course, is best known for her role as a young Superman's close friend on the TV series Smallville. She was sentenced to three years behind Mars in 2021 after pleading guilty two years earlier to charges that she manipulated women into becoming sex slaves for the Nixvium leader Keith Rainier. 
Online records maintained by the Federal Bureau of Prisons say that she was released on Monday. In other news, we're going to go out to the American West out of Boise, Idaho. The objections have now been raised to demolishing the house where the four University of Idaho students were killed, with a lawyer saying it should be preserved until trial is held for the man charged in the deaths. Attorney Sharon Gray says that members of the, excuse me, Attorney Sharon Gray says members of three of the families opposed demolishing the property until then. Gray did not know the position of the Ford family. The Idaho Statesman reports that Brian Koberger is scheduled to stand trial in October on four counts of murder. The university said the owner, the university said the owner of the rental home donated it to the school after the killings. Earlier this year, the university had announced plans to demolish the building. In Washington, throughout history, Fourth of July has been a day for some presidents to declare their independence from the public. They bailed it to the beach, the mountains, the golf course, the farm, the ranch. Other presidents have inserted themselves front and center. Teddy Roosevelt, of course, drew hundreds of thousands of people for his July 4th oratory. John F. Kennedy commanded a huge crowd from Philadelphia's Independence Hall. In 2019, of course, Donald Trump marshaled war machinery for a celebration that typically avoids military muscle. And in 2021, Joe Biden raised eyebrows when he gathered hundreds of people for a holiday event held when the pandemic, of course, was far from played out. And finally... Uh, millions of Americans the other day, they attended the parades, the fireworks, the barbecues, and other Independence Day events, celebrating the courage and the sacrifices of the nations as 18th century patriots who fought for the nations as independence from England and what they considered an unjust government. That is only one version of a patriot. Today, the word patriot and its variants have morphed beyond the original meaning. A patriot has become infused with the political rhetoric and school curriculums with varying definitions while being appropriated by the white nationalist groups. Trying to define what a patriot is often depends on who is being asked. I'm going to let you guys ponder on that as we say in the words of Walter Cronkite, that's the way it is. Wednesday, July the 5th, 2023. As the update on this Wednesday, I'm Brandon Julian. We appreciate you being here with us. And in the words, of course, of Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hopefully that you are new folks, it will be good news. I thank you very much for joining me. Good luck, be safe, and most importantly, folks, please be well. We might dial down the heat just a little bit in terms of the temperature, but the humidity is going to stay right on up there. Might feel like 100 degrees yet again. Let's talk about that and a lot more too, of course, folks, when I see all of you right back here tomorrow. See you then.